Get ready for a great conversation with the queen of connectivity, Elizabeth Kinsey from Slack out in the Bay Area on an episode we call Work Connectivity on the Be Heard podcast. Buckle into season two, episode three, brought to you always by ATN Event Staffing, the leader in all things staffing related anywhere in the country. We've got you covered. Tune in right now with Elizabeth Kinsey from Slack on the Be Heard podcast. Welcome, everyone, to Season 2, Episode 3 of the Be Heard Podcast. On today's episode, we welcome Elizabeth Kinsey from Slack to talk about workplace connectivity. Elizabeth, how are you? I'm doing well, Blake. Thanks for having me. How are you? Absolutely. The sun is out in Michigan. It is lovely. Uh, And, of course, I'm inside working. Um, So it's kind of a brutal thing we've got going on with that, but that's okay. I'm talking to you, so I'm, I'm happy, and um, how's everything out on the West Coast these days? We've also got a sunshiny day today, although it had threatened rain, so I feel a little lied to and ill-prepared, and I'm also inside working instead of enjoying the sun, so I feel you there. You work at Slack. You, you work yes. at Slack, and, and, and if anyone doesn't know what Slack is, then you come out from the rock you've been living under. Um, I was on Slack this morning. Um, I will be the first one to admit, and I think when we originally chatted, I admitted to you that I wasn't a big-time heavy user, but I think that's the beauty of this podcast. I, I can talk to anybody about anything, and I can be honest. I can be myself, and that's okay um, because it, it could be tomorrow where I'm on it, like, all day, you know? So uh, I think we, we can have a great conversation here all about work connectivity, uh, these days, maybe too much connectivity. Well, that's with a question mark. I don't know. Um, but let's start it off a little brief intro. Um, share whatever you you wish uh, that you want everyone to know about you, where you where you live, uh, your job, hobbies, crazy facts. Yeah. So um, uh, I'm a senior marketing manager at Slack and I run our community programs. So I look after um, online and offline, digital and in person when we get to get back to in person um, Mm -hmm. events and programs for our community members. And so some of these are organized by our leaders um, who are volunteers and other stuff organized by Slack. I'm here in the Bay Area in California, so I live in the East Bay, Um, and in the before times, some things I like to do outside of the work were things like go do karaoke, but now I just sit in my house and listen to to music on vinyl and and try to do as many puzzles as I possibly can. Oh my God, puzzles. Don't get me started on puzzles. I'm terrible at, at those. And you know, one thing I'm worse at than puzzles is the game Clue, which my family forced me to play last weekend. And I'm so bad at that game. But uh, yeah, no, it, it's a crazy world we live in these days. And, and Slack is helping keep people connected and teams connected. And I, I will say, I was on it this morning. I was in, in the... Uh, field and marketing event group on Slack. And I was, I was, I was mixing it up. I was telling people that you were going to be on the podcast or hooting and hollering about it. And they were, they can't wait to listen and get to know you a little bit. So um, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. So um, 
so what is Slack for anyone that doesn't doesn't know? To give us people are going to go to the website, people are going to check it out, people are going to stalk you on LinkedIn like they should, and get to know you even more. Um, but what is Slack? If you can give us the quick rundown here for anybody that doesn't know. Yeah, so Slack is a messaging app for business. Um, it really lets you organize your conversations into channels, so everyone can kind of move faster and stay in sync even when you're async. Um, you can basically have one, one kind of place for all of your people, your tools, your processes, um, and, and use it frankly for a lot of really fun things like culture building and staying connected, especially in the world that we're in now. Yeah, culture building when everyone's remote, it can't be easy. And, and when the never ending Zoom calls um, or whatever people are using for video conferencing, I feel like people are kind of reverting back to like, I was just on a, a phone call um, with a potential client that with in-person staffing needs, awesome. That's starting to become more of a thing the last uh, couple of months was, and even weeks. Um, but we were talking all about how kind of like getting on the phone is considered old school now. He's like, I thought you were going to send a, you know, Zoom. I was like, no, I, we can just talk on the phone like, like the good old days. Um, so I think there's going to be this, maybe there's going to be a generation that kind of uh, goes away from the whole like being connected. But for right now, we, got, we have to be. Um, so I, I think that Slack is great. And uh, like I said, I've, I was using it heavily this morning just because I didn't know what questions you might throw at me. And I didn't want to be caught off guard with like, oh, yeah, uh, I'm bad at pretending when I <laughs> pretending to know things. Um, <laughs> see right through me. Um, so when companies go back to work, I mean, some some might stay remote for the long haul. Um, I hear some companies here, I'm in Southeast Michigan, some companies going back or pl having plans to go back in the, in the fall or a couple of days a week, everything's going to go. I'm assuming Slack is very heavily used. Um, I, I'm, maybe you want to tell us of like how many companies use Slack or I don't know how much information and detail you can give and brag about how just amazing Slack is and how many people love it. Um, but do you still think Slack's going to be as utilized going when this like kind of maybe hybrid workplace scenario goes in and then down the road when everyone goes back, is it still going to be necess as necessary as I'm assuming that it is now? Yeah, I think those are great questions. Um, so Slack has millions of users, is used by hundreds of companies. Um, I think one of the things that I think about Slack and going back to the office, we have a, um, a consortium of, of thought leaders who are really thinking about this pretty hard. Um, it's called the Future Forum. And hmm. the Future Forum team has done a bunch of research into what does this world look like um, where things are hybrid and you have some of your team remote, some of your team um, permanently remote, some of them, like you were saying, coming in maybe two or three days a week, maybe only two or three days a month. Um, but how does that really change the nature of communication? I think one thing that they found is that that's that is really what it looks like you know people miss the office and they miss that in-person connection and they but um they also don't want to go back to commuting a billion times a week for lots of hours or um, give up some of the flexibility that they have and I think in that regard slack's going to remain a pretty integral part of 
people's uh, ability to get their job done and also to stay in tune and in touch with their team. I think one of the other things to think about is, you know, Slack was a pretty integral part of a lot of companies before the pandemic. And I think there are more, um, more opportunities to explore how to use Slack in a way that fits these kind of remote environments and these hybrid environments that probably was accelerated by the pandemic, frankly. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that those lessons that people kind of are going to carry out of it is that it is going to remain pretty integral. I mean, I think about, you know, this morning um, I had a call with uh, our team and we collaborated beforehand. We had a special guest star come into our team meeting from another team to kind of pick their pick their brain and talk to them about some of the other functions that they've got going on and how our roles relate. And we were able to, in our team channel before the call, populate it with some questions that we had for um, our guest speaker and then share those in advance with her um, and then have a really productive conversation. And I think that there's opportunities like that where, you know, that real-time collaboration and that real-time conversation really impacts um, productivity and impacts the ability to like move quickly, make decisions quickly. And I don't think that's going to go away. Yeah, for sure. Um, I was just thinking as you were talking, like, because my brain goes in weird, just strange and mysterious, mysterious ways. I, I can't control it sometimes. Um, I feel like there could be a collaboration with like in sync, the band and Slack, like get in sync with Slack. I was just <laughs> like thinking there's probably some really cool songs. And I just love Justin Timberlake. And I actually, there was a movie on Apple. Um, I can't remember what it was called, but recent, it's a good one. Anyway, check it out. But love to see an NSYNC Slack partnership. Cause I think there's a lot of cool, fun marketing, uh, you know, wordplay that can be used there. Um, no, I think, I think you're right. Um, I find it, I was at the park yesterday. My daughter's eight. She, it's, it was nice in Michigan for our standards in the fifties. And so there was this like meetup for her virtual class. So we all went and it was great. Everyone had their masks on, you know, playing and, and it was, was nice. But I found myself without really thinking about it, checking the phone, checking, you know, communications on there and kind of just monitoring, right? Like I, typically do I can't get myself to stop doing it do you have any tips of like is there like a step-by-step program for (laughs) getting yourself to like not be as connected we've got this time difference right with our clients and internal where like I've got this like I don't want to not be available but and I also don't want to be a jerk to say like I'm not responding to you but I also hate not responding is there like do you guys at Slack have like a commandments or something yeah yeah there's definitely um I think that's one of the advantages of using channels is that you can set some norms around communication and um I think I saw the other day uh one of the sub teams within slack was talking very specifically about this because they're very distributed they have people who are in all different time zones And so they have this kind of team agreement. I think it's easy to do that on a team level um, where you you kind of say like, this is how we're all going to work and this is how we work together. But 
one of the things that I love my I have one person on my team who is in Dublin, Ireland, and I'm in California. So we get about an hour a day together um, where our schedules really overlap, which is not much. Oh, right. Wow. No, and, no. But we're the only two people on our team doing a ton of work and we have to be able to stay and think and I too do not want to be available constantly. And I also don't want to ping her when it's like midnight her time. Um, and so I think that some of the things we do are really heavily lean into using channels and using messages um, within those channels, including documents, um, ha really having that channel be the record of work um, and also having some norms and understanding. So like, if I um, need something from her quickly, I'll, I'll indicate that in the message channel. Or if it's something that, hey, think about this, this can wait until tomorrow, um, you know, Good point. just kind of communicating that out. But the other really powerful thing that we, we use um, are emoji reactions. We call them Reactji at Slack. And Reactji, you can use, like, we have a common language of emoji reactions. So if I put the eyes emoji on a message, that means, hey, I've seen this message. I may not be able to respond to it right now, but I want to acknowledge that, like, I've seen it. I will get back to it. Um, using a check mark when things are done, when questions are answered, uh, using even threads in messages so that topics and conversation stays in one place and then being yes. really clear about like here's where I'm getting notifications and what time my notifications are sent and if it is urgent like here's how to reach me outside of that but otherwise let's just have some mutual trust that things are going to get done um, and we're communicating about it really well and we're collaborating here in this channel on it and so I think that those that would be my advice is like setting norms um you know, kind of having some boundaries for yourself also. And then also just being real clear about like, here's the expert, here's when you can expect me to be available. Um, I also like to use an app on my phone to like limit the time that I, or at least give me more so than like just the screen time count. Like, hey, yep. Yep. you know, you said you only want to just look at your, this app between the hours of this and this. And you picked up your phone and looked at your email 16 times yesterday outside of those hours. So things like to keep me honest too, because it's as much as I'd like to say it's other people, like I definitely have to draw those boundaries for myself because I too find myself at the park looking at my phone. <laughs> it's hard to not do, especially when you love your team and you, you want to be there for your clients. And I'm guilty of it too. Like I'm, I don't know. Well, honestly, I've, I have had this question of like, and it probably is different for everybody of like, what is better waking up to a gigantic inbox? Um, if you're on the West coast and for me, like I like to get up and, and have a really productive early morning before the kids wake up and before everyone seems to rise, rise and shine on the West coast. Like, but I also like, everyone's like not getting answers when you're on the West coast, when you still need to like hurry up and catch up and then get what you need done before maybe your team on in Dublin, Ireland is ton. I can't even imagine that one hour. Um, but I mean, you guys are in sync, uh, but I'm bumped. I used it. <laughs> you guys are in sync. 
with Slack and you're making it happen. And those are all really good tips. I, I think that it's, it's also difficult because you have a client, you know, Slack reaches out and they need staff at their events. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but you know, just for instance, like they, they've got two days lead time. We need to, we need to go on this immediately. Like, wow, I'm at this, the park or whatever. It doesn't matter. Like let's get the ball rolling on this too. So there's like, I, I, it would be great to be completely unplugged and not worry about it. But also sometimes like things have to get moving in order for the, us to be successful and it's less pain down the road. So let's, it's kind of like my daughter, we've been having all these discussions of like, let's get the hardest thing that you're going to do today done first. Yeah. Like she wakes up early, get it, get it done, get it checked off. The thing you don't like, like writing, get it done. And you know what, that's been the key to success. Um, so, you know, everyone's got their different hacks and, and what they do and whatnot. Um, okay. Slack users, new Slack users, educate us. And you're really probably going to be educating me first. And I'm going to probably ask questions, cool features that I or others may not know about. You gave us some cool little tips in the last segment there, but others that people just might not know about. Yeah, I think that the automation tools inside of Slack are things that a lot of people don't know about. Um, so there's really simple stuff, like you can set reminders for yourself and just have a running reminder list where you can okay. mark things off as, to done, as like done, you can set them due at specific times. Um, so that's one thing I think that is like definitely under underutilized and you can access that either by typing slash remind um, and it'll give you a little prompt or clicking there's a in the message composer, there's a little lightning bolt. And if you click the lightning bolt and uh, type remind into the search, it will bring the, the feature up there. Um, and that's a simple thing that is really powerful because you can do a couple of things with reminders. So you can set up scheduled reminders. So say you have like a weekly recurring task. And it's always that thing that you're, you know, you're supposed to do on Thursday and then Friday morning, you're like, oh, shoot, I didn't pull that metric or I didn't report that thing to my boss um, or check in with that client. You can set yourself up a recurring reminder in Slack and it'll just pop up in a cute little Slack bot message um, and remind you. Or you can set reminders, say that you do like daily standups and you want your team to follow a specific format. Um, you could set a scheduled reminder that would just automatically post the, hey, don't forget about the stand-up with the format, and then people could put it in a thread. Um, so I think reminders are really powerful. And then the other automation piece, we have a tool called Workflow Builder. And Workflow Builder is no code, kind of WYSIWYG editor, um, drag and drop ability to create workflows inside of Slack. So things like approvals or even just collecting information. Um, there's basically like a trigger and then there's a series of steps that happen afterwards and you can send people messages, you can open a form, you can um, even bring in other things from other tools that you use. So say that you um, are collecting data you have a form that opens and then you can send that information directly over to a Google sheet. So you don't have to export it. You can just collect all the information in Slack. So a good example of this, um, a fun thing that we did for our team offsite was um, we had to, like, there were a couple of questions about your favorite dessert. 
And the team leader surprised everyone by like shipping that to their house because they had sent all the, they'd collected all the information and then sent out, sent it over to this Google sheet, super easy, like part of your work, your day-to-day work because you're already in Slack. Um, So I think Workflow Builder is another one that is starting to get a little bit more popular, but is like so powerful. And I am a huge Workflow Builder stan because I am all about automating things like I, you know, we have a really small team for the community team. There's just two of us and there's all, like, we have 92 chapters. We have over a hundred, you know, volunteers who are leading it and then all the community members. And so there's like a lot of work to do. And the more that I can take these little processes or things that I do that are repetitive and create something in Slack to get them done um, or use an integration in Slack and get them done and then not have to think about it and spend that mental energy that is so precious right now, especially because like you were mentioning, everybody's on Zoom all the time. Um, like I am there for it. And I think Workflow Builder is just really great for that. And then the, the last one that I think um, goes underutilized are there are so many apps that you can get from the app directory for Slack. Um, everything from your work tools like, you know, Jira and Trello and, um, you know, Salesforce and marketing tools, all the way down to like really fun stuff to help build culture. So there's a couple of apps that I think are really great, um, just that add a lot of value to building team and building connection between, you know, employees, especially when all we are right now are like little boxes on a screen or voices on a call. Um, And so one of those is Donut. So Donut, you add it to a channel and Mm -hmm. it's anybody who joins that channel will get matched for a Donut date or a little coffee date. So they can, you can choose the amount of time um, and so it's a really great way to like stay connected to people that you don't see or have regular meetings with. And um, so like I'm in a couple of donut channels where I get to talk to people that are in cross-functional roles and like get a whole different insight into the company, into what people are working on. Um, so that's one that I think is really great. And then there's another one um, called Water Cooler, which uh, you can, it like does like trivia and kind of kicks off a question. Um, we also do some some stuff with Workflow Builder once a week within our team. So we have a message that pops up and is like, um, has like rotating questions that we, you know, just to get to know your teammates since you don't have that casual, you know, time in the kitchen or walking to get lunch together, that kind of stuff. Um, and so I think that those are some of the things inside of Slack, those cool features that, that are maybe underutilized in some ways, but like apps for sure, so many different apps, workflow builder, and then just simple stuff like, you know, reminders. Yeah, uh, set set yourself a reminder. I, I, I hit the lightning bolt and I brought that up and like I utilize Outlook to, to do that now because I literally would be lost without that. And I am not a post-it note or running list type person, but setting reoccurring reminders for myself and others is um, something. And, and sometimes they get moved off and until the next day and okay, and maybe I've got some personal on there, like, I don't know, floss your teeth yeah. Wednesday for gosh sakes. Um, like, ah, well, uh, I ran out of time. We'll do it Thursday. 
I'm just kidding. I floss every day. Um, <laughs> oh, until you're a dentist. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm going there on Thursday. Unfortunately, the only place I've been able to go. Um, but you know what? That's you got to do. We got to do. But no, I mean, great tips. I mean, the, you don't know until you. I just made a post on LinkedIn. You, you don't know until you ask, and I'm I'm asking the questions because. I don't know. Um, so all good tips. Um, what can you say? I feel like I'm getting in the gray area of things that I can say and can't. Can you be braggadocious for a second and say that like the most well-known companies that use Slack is that on the no-no list? Um, let's see. I think I can. I can go in and see the approved list um, of folks. So I think one that jumps to mind is. Um, Riot Games, uh, they use Slack. Oh, yeah. They've got some really uh, cool things that they did. And we, did, we actually just did a case study with them. Um, let's see who else jumps to mind. Um, I'm just looking to make sure that I can say, say these folks. Um, so there's also, um, we actually just did the Slack Spotlight Awards where we, kind of highlighted some really incredible use cases for Slack, the people who are building these, these uh, like customizing Slack and making them work for their companies. So one that you might know is um, T-Mobile. So T-Mobile yeah. uh, are heavy Slack users and have done some really cool stuff with, with Slack. Um, Gymshark is another one that might be like more for, for the European audience, um, Nike. So they they are they uh, won our employee experience award for sustained focus on digital transformation and employee experience. So yeah, definitely a couple of cool. um, really big you know well known companies who are using Slack. Yeah, we know we know Riot Games and um, of course Nike. I'm from the Pacific Northwest, so no, I I my uncle had, was a VP at Nike and he um his office was right next to michael jordan's office so i sat in michael jordan even though michael jordan had only been there at nike headquarters and sat in his office chair one time i still sat in the same chair that michael jordan sat in one time so that was cool for someone that thought they were going to be in the nba that uh sad but didn't end up panning out for him um so no that's 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 really cool and i'm sure there's a ton of awesome well-known companies that would remain like to remain anonymous um that are using Slack, which is really cool. Um, do you think there's a, such a thing as being, I think I know where you're, I think I know where you're going to go with this. Like you're, you're the queen of connectivity to give you a name. You probably should get a shirt that says that. Um, but is there such a thing as being too connected? Like, to, like, is there, again, is there like, how do you, how do you tell if you're too connected? Like, is, are, are you going to end up burning out? Like, how do you measure your, you can measure your blood pressure. Yeah. Right? But like, how do you measure if you're being too connected? Like, do you, is there just no way to know and you just got to know yourself or what the heck? I mean, I think a little bit of it is about knowing yourself. I think there are definitely signs though. I mean, there um, was a good study. I think it was Stanford that put it out, um, sort of talking about Zoom fatigue, but just generally also talking about burnout. There's definitely signs, um, you know, if you find yourself anxious, if you don't check on notifications or check projects, if you find yourself short of temper, if you're, you know, tired all the time, there's definitely specific signs. But I think that there's things that you can do to help mitigate that. And I definitely think that there is such a thing as too connected. And so 
one of the things that I did um, about, I guess we were, we'd been working from home for about eight months. Happy one year anniversary of that, by the way, um, this, this yes, week for us. Yes, ha- <laughs> happy is not no. the way I would phrase um, it, but I know yeah, what you mean. Yeah. We made it through a year. Congratulations. Um, I'm on year, I'm on year five of working from home technically, <laughs> but this year is, but was by far with the kids and my wife and everyone just Whole, yeah, totally whole different, different scenario. Yeah, whole different uh, for sure. But one thing. But happy yeah, one year to you, you too, Elizabeth. You. So about four months ago, <laughs> um, I realized that like there's no need for me to have notifications on my phone. I felt myself getting a little bit too, you know, lo- long hours, lots of screen time, lots of looking at work stuff, even after I'd already you know signed off for the day. And so one thing that I did was I turned notifications off on my phone because, really. If I need to look at anything, I'm not going anywhere. I'm next to a laptop. Um, But even putting in that little bit of extra friction for myself where if it's really important, sure, I'll go and like, or, and I'm not deleting anything off my phone. I can still open those things. But having the constant reminder um, or having that notification badge where I felt like I needed to go and check something really did help with disconnecting a little bit and gave me some perspective around how much time I had been spending connected. And I think it's important to disconnect. And I think it's important, not just because of the time we're in or, you know, what's going on around us, but it's also just, you got to give yourself a break um, because there is overload. Uh, I think that there's ways that you can mitigate some of that. And so like you were mentioning at the beginning of the call, um, how, or at the beginning of our chat, how so you had a phone call with someone and they thought that they were going to send a Zoom link. And one of the things that I've been trying out with my colleagues and my teammates is just having audio only calls. Like maybe we're still on a Zoom link, but maybe I'm walking around the block or making lunch or doing something that is not just staring at a screen. And it really does make a difference in the way that you listen, comprehend, understand. Um, And in that study from Stanford that I was mentioning, they were talking about some of the things that can happen and the ways that, you know, your body physiologically responds to being so connected and having to make comprehensible sense of, you know, digital Zoom meetings, um, which present all kinds of different complex issues for your brain to even think about. Like, the size of someone's face that is out out of proportion to what you expect and how that can be taxing. I mean, there's really interesting studies that have happened because of the environment we're in. Um, and I think that there's a lot of evidence that disconnecting is important. Yeah, you're right. I, I haven't made it a habit to uh, participate in LinkedIn stories since it was launched last year very often a couple different times but I posted one because sometimes I think I'm funny and I uh, I made a little video of myself videoing myself on a zoom by myself and I said does anyone ever video yourself to to see how you're coming across on uh, zoom like and, and then play it back and see how awkward you are uh, because I know I sure do uh, but like it's one of those things where like, I don't know if I should be sitting there and be like stoic or like be smiling or like half smiling or like where I should look mm-hmm. sometimes. Like it's, 
it's just kind of awkward. I'm, I'm good enough being awkward all, all by myself and that's fine. And I think, uh, yeah, I think it's okay to not be on video. And if you don't want to be, or you're not in a spot where you can be, um, I, I've been, I've been, and I don't know if this is good or not, but it's, I've been doing it. And, and now it auto populates every time when I send out a media request, I, I say zoom parentheses video optional. So that way it kind of takes the pressure off and like puts, you know what, if, Hey, if you're on video, I'll, I'll go on. Um, but if you're not, I'm, I'm fine. Not, or I'm fine being the only one on video. It doesn't matter to me. So I, I like to take the pressure off the people. I, don't know I love that. I think I should be, I don't know. I don't know if I stole it from someone or, or what. I feel like I made it up on my own. I'm going to take credit for it. So if anyone wants to use that um, and it works for you, then great. Speaking of working for people, clubhouse, are you on it? Do you, what do you think about it? I have my own opinions. I think Clubhouse is really interesting. I think that right now the audience is limited to iOS and there's a lot of accessibility issues mm -hmm. that make me hesitant to really go all in or be super excited about it. I think the idea and the concept of it is really interesting and cool, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm still, I'm still suspect. I'm still, I'm not there yet. I'm not a, I'm not a clubhouse convert. What about you? I don't know if it's long-term. I, I finally went on, I, I got an invite and I, I went on and for the first week, I would say I was raising my hand. I was getting, you know, mixing it up a little bit and, you know, networking with folks and, you know, I, I really can't dedicate that much time to it between work and family and I don't really have any hobbies. <laughs> um, but so between work and family, I, I was, it was hard to find time to go on there and start a club and, you know, really do, I think there's some pretty powerful things that I've seen mm -hmm. happen with people putting themselves out there from a networking standpoint and saying, I'm, I'm in the event industry. Right. So, um, that that's been hit hard. And I think I've seen people get on there and say like, Hey, I, I need help. And, you know, let's do this and do that. And, and, and then other people helping those people. And then, um, so I think I've seen some good things happen from it. And I definitely think for the majority, it's, um, you know, people listening in and learning. Um, and then a lot of people saying the same thing over and over and over again. So repetitive, um, Ness, um, I don't know. I, I don't necessarily know um, if I'm the best person to ask because I've passed on being an investor in companies that have been <laughs> that have just taken right off. And um, one of them was maybe you've seen him at a sports place, but a, a guy that I went to college with asked me to invest in a company called Bottoms Up Beer. And it, it fills up the bottom of the beer from the, the bottom instead of the top. And then there's like this magnet in the bottom that can be branded. And yeah, of course I pass on it like how many ever years ago. And of course it's huge and is in all these stadiums and, uh, but whatever. So I don't know if I'm, I'm the right person to ask. Um, but for me, I don't know when all of this isn't behind us, I don't necessarily know that if people are employed and have hobbies that people are going to be on clubhouse chatting as much as maybe they have time to do these days but for right now maybe it bridges the gap and helps i can tell you that if i have a if i have a lonely day then i might get on clubhouse and have a conversation with a complete stranger and that that's cool that that is there for people that want it so yeah i would concur with that it's definitely for 
Um, I think that there's an interest, potentially interesting future, but we'll see what happens. But for now, for the folks that want and need and find value in it, I think that that's a great thing. I'm going to ask you something because uh, others listening that are going to ask this, are there Slack channels that are event experiential conferences in nature that I, that we don't know about that we can get involved with? Do you, do you have a list of those that we can put in the, the copy of this episode for other people to, because I think it's all about these days bringing people together and like wherever that is, if it's on LinkedIn, if it's on Clubhouse, don't Slack, don't care. Like just get conversations going, network with each other and all that. Are there um, a list that you can provide to us that we can include or do you know off the top of your yeah, head? Yeah, there's actually, um, a, there's a company that, or a, I guess it's some folks that built a directory of communities on Slack. So we don't have anything like that native um, at Slack, but this, you know, this, this website, and I can share the link with you. I don't know it off the top of my head um, and we can add it to the, to the board, okay. but it basically you plug in any interest and it will come up with a variety of different uh, communities that are built on top of Slack that you can go and join and, and chat with. I know for me, I think the ones that I'm most familiar with are those that are, are community oriented. So I'm in like three or four different maybe five even community workspaces where we definitely talk about things like events, event management um, and field marketing, but they're definitely, they're the, the different, different geared audience. So I'm not sure that it would necessarily fit your bill, but I'll share that website with you. Um, and I'm sure, I know our team has spent a lot of time hanging out in different Slack workspaces um, for inspiration and, and to connect with folks. So yeah, better watch out. I might start my own channel. Look, I mean, I might, I might just do it. I don't know what it would be called. Maybe uh, in sync, some something with in sync topic. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Sky's the limit, really. Um, I was gonna say something else. Probably wasn't gonna be that that clever, but um, yeah. I mean, great conversation. I, I think that these days you guys are keeping people connected as much as they want to be. Um, I'll give you the last. Last words, if there's anything you want to leave us with, because there's been a, a lot of good information here and I know I've enjoyed our conversation. But I'll give you the last words. Yeah, I would say that if um, if anybody who's listening is part is using Slack and wants to meet other folks who are using Slack, we would love to have you in the community. So come visit us at slackcommunity.com um, and uh, you can join a chapter and get access to our workspace. Um, but otherwise, this has been a great conversation and I just really... I. I can talk about this stuff all day long. And so I'm, I'm glad to have found someone else who's interested as well. Um, and thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Elizabeth, can, can we call you Liz? I'm, I'm, never, a, I'm never a Liz. I'm always an Elizabeth. I, well, I want to do exactly what people want to be called. I might forget, I might forget people's name, but I'm not, I'm not going to just take the leap to call them something that they don't want to be called called so um no season two episode three all about connectivity with slack's very own the queen of communication i'm calling you elizabeth kinsey been a pleasure thank you so much for being on the be heard podcast there you have it episode three of season two is a wrap with elizabeth kinsey from slack who joined us from the bay area 
Super big thank you to her for being our episode three guest. We talked about all sorts of things. We talked about Clubhouse. We talked about Zoom burnout, uh, being too connected. We, we hit on some sync and the fact that Nike uses their connectivity platform. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you have ideas about future episodes, you'd like to be a guest yourself, reach out to me. Be herder at atneventstaffing.com or hit me on LinkedIn. I'm always around to chat. Take care. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thank you.